0: It's a little exciting when the children are fighting, but they've got to abide by the Playground Room.
1: Welcome back to the Playground. Let's just get right to it. My name is Herb, and I'm talking with Arik. How you doing, Arik? Hey, man. Yeah, it's it's a lot later here than it is where you are at. That's right, because you're in old sunny Germany. Uh, (laughs) it's actually a pretty nice day today it's been snowing lately it's really pretty what season is it there fall
0: no it's definitely winter Mm, mm. it's january i don't know if you know that
1: i i believe you (laughs) uh uh your homeland is to the left or to the left of here i don't think left is a cardinal direction but uh, (laughs) if you're looking at a map yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah you're there with your
1: Wife and your beautiful child. I uh, am. I'm uh, internet friends with your wife, and I occasionally see her post photos. Mm-hmm. Um, if anyone wants to follow her on Instagram, her handle is RXWife420. <laughs> <laughs> well, definitely 420. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, it looks you know it's like crazy, man. It's uh, it looks beautiful and uh, lovely, and uh, I, I hope I hope you guys are enjoying it
0: yeah it's it's really nice here it's uh, i mean you know i miss my house a lot Mm -hmm. uh but and you know kind of just the routine and and man it's uh i mean technology's actually kind of improved in germany since the pandemic started but it's still i used to say that coming to germany was like traveling back to 1998 (laughs) and it's it's less like that now but it's probably like traveling back to 2006 or something which is you know definitely an improvement i mean you know like for example they have um like they didn't have any way to order anything online here before, and that was like obviously not going to work. So now they have like you know we can get stuff online, but you know back in the U.S. if you order groceries through it uh, through like Instacart or one of these services, then your groceries typically show up that day or the next day. Sure. Uh, here it's like one to two weeks later. <laughs> so wow, it's a little bit difficult. And the the, the one the of the eggs sites... may not have been laid yet for your order. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely true. And one of the sites we're using so. Oh uh, well, I guess we're not using them anymore, and I'm not even going to name them because it's not worth it but we 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 placed a, we we've been placing like a lot of orders because we don't go anywhere right we're pretty strict on the on the on the teening as they say as the kids probably don't say the, the quarantining <laughs> and uh and so we we we've been ordering just a ton from this one company and over the holiday period we ordered an order, and first of all, it was delayed it was and we ordered the stuff to make the holiday you know we we're in Germany, so we're celebrating German Christmas. Uh and we ordered all the stuff to make the dinner and the order was delayed. Fine, orders get delayed, no big deal. And then when it arrived, uh, in time for New Year's, I was like, I oh, will just do it then. It was our package slip, but the entire contents were someone else's order. Huh. And
1: you was know, was it again workable? Fine. Was it like similar to your order? No.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. It was actually a really fascinating set of randomly weird things. But so at that point, like you know, that we we donated it to charity, right? Like mm-hmm. all the food items, and then and contacted. Well, first we contacted the company. They didn't get back to us because they were on vacation, <laughs> and uh, and then eventually with all this food that wasn't ours in the house, we just donated it to people who needed it because it wasn't stuff we we particularly wanted. And then they get back to us eventually and say, "Oh yeah, you're gonna need to send that back," which wow. is like super weird because like they're not gonna. Like it'd be completely so much in, of that is perishable, like, I'm sure. Yeah, it's they're not going to reuse it. So then we're like, yeah, okay, we don't have it anymore. And then they wanted us to fill out a form and lying and say that we that, that it never showed up, so they could blame the package carrier.
1: Wow! So they actually yeah, had like, you commit perjury. Well, they so... tried. We didn't do it. Oh, okay.
0: But now they're holding our <sighs> refund hostage, so we're probably just going to lose the money.
1: I hope you're listening, snowflakes, because this is what the socialist European nightmare it's is like they're all on vacation.
0: <laughs> no, customer service in Germany is really terrible. Like, that is it, shocking it, to me. <laughs> it's it's so awful. It's like nothing at all like the the US in that way. It's just like I mean this is like a very well-known, you know, thing. Like it's just it's just terrible. Like they absolutely do not have the philosophy that the customer is ever right. And they want you to make do all this work and they're rude about it and they're slow and it's it's pretty awful. But we're in like a really remote like we're in like just like a village and kind of in the middle of nowhere and for being in that situation there's some like really cool stuff around here like we you know we can't really go anywhere because we're on lockdown here too mm-hmm. but um but like the, the the butcher in the little village we're in first of all it's been the same family for 275 years which the butchers i don't know <clears throat> yeah Generations seems like a long butchers. time just generation after generation of butchers but they have like a in the town, like, in the little village, I mean, it's really a village, that there's a, a little kiosk with, like, a vending machine, and the vending machine is full of, like, fresh meats and poultry, or fresh meats and dairy products,
1: and, like, that. sounds like that. really unhygienic. Like, how do they clean a vending machine that has fresh meat in it? It's well, they it's packaged. It's packaged.
0: You know, it's, yeah, packaged. Um, it's in, not like, just, like, a... Know, <laughs> vacuum-sealed. No, like, chicken. <laughs> it's like vacuum-sealed. But in addition to having this vending machine, which will have like eggs and, and yeah, you know, meat and, and sauces and things like that. There's a, like a, also like a fridge with a key and a lockbox, And you can just like WhatsApp the, the butcher and just place an order, pay through PayPal and then go pick it up from this fridge. Hmm. So it's, it's pretty cool. That, that's like, neat. That's know. neat. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, we spend a lot of time, uh going to sledding hills and sledding and stuff sledding's great uh yeah it's a you know it's a life we're we're, uh we were we were supposed to come back at the end of january yes i imagine that's been delayed it has indefinitely not indefinitely right now we're planning middle of april i know i miss you uh and uh you know mainly it's because the bed situation at home and the icus is not great yeah, yeah. I would say um, that's the biggest. fear. I, I live like here. Not, I'm
1: aware of the situation.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't want to dwell too much on it, but it's like that's a bigger fear to me than at this point than given how quarantined we are than getting. I mean, in my situation, than getting sick is more
1: like what if
0: a kid breaks an arm? We need to go to the hospital. You know? Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. yeah. It's pretty wild, and yeah, it's it's not worth getting into because I think everyone has like a fatigue <laughs> surrounding it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. yeah. Um, cool, Germany. Vending machines. Yeah, well, so so what I've been doing mostly to fill my time is reading
0: old X Men comics. That's great, uh, Claremont. <laughs> we talking? What's uh? Yeah, Claremont. Well, I started actually. I started at X Men number one because I thought I just assumed that the original X Men comics would be cool, like the way that like the original Fantastic Fours are cool. Yeah, uh, but they're not. I, I it turns out that X Men was kind of like a not a very popular or well regarded series at Marvel for a long time. It just seems so crazy to a 90s, you know, someone who was a, a, a comic book reader when in the we 90s. Were, when we were
1: kids, the X-Men was, X-Men was the huge. biggest thing. Yeah. There's yeah.
0: nothing bigger than X-Men. Yeah. It and was absolutely – the there was the song. cartoon.
1: Um, yeah. it, it was just incredibly popular. Wolverine yeah. was the most popular superhero. Wolverine, absolutely.
0: Loved the X-Men. But in the '60s, X-Men were like not well regarded, and I get it because I've read the comics now. But so I started there, and it's—I mean, it's so it's so not well regarded that the, the 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 original run goes for like maybe 40 issues, and then it's just reprints until until Claremont shows up.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I actually uh, recently watched a documentary on Chris Claremont, and for people listening who don't know who guy. Chris Claremont is, <laughs> he basically. Uh, Kind of
0: he, wrote the, he wrote the X-Men for 17 years.
1: Yeah, he wrote the the comic for a long time, and a lot of the stuff that is is kind of considered uh, iconically X-Men is is stuff of his creation. And they even, I think to this day, although I imagine it will stop with Disney, um, they, they used him as a consultant on a lot of the films, uh, some of which oh, were very good, some of which were not. I don't know if it will stop. They'll probably give him his due. I feel like they're
0: pretty good about that at Disney. but I hope so. Not. I, so so I started out just reading that, and then I found this uh, this website that had, like, a maximalist reading order for X-Men. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, every X-Men comic up until whatever point in time this person made it in sort of continuity order.
1: I wish they would do that with, like, uh, Star Trek on a streaming service, but please continue. Oh, yeah, that would be very cool.
0: Uh, but so, yeah, so I started doing that, and so now I'm, like, deep into, like, very weird, por- like corners of the like. I just finished reading this brief. Have you ever heard of a superhero team called the Champions? Nope. Yeah, neither had I. So, <laughs> it was like two of the X Men. It was a very weird. This is so off the rails, but it was a very weird lineup. It was like Iceman and Iceman, Iceman and Angel from the X Men, uh-huh. with Hercules, Black Widow, and Ghost Rider. <laughs> A weird team. And I guess Marvel thought it was going to be a big success and then it just like totally failed. But it's like some of the first pencils of John Byrne, who's one of my favorite all time artists. So, anyway, I'm just reading a bunch of old X Men comics and it's kind of how I avoid, you know, reality. Impression.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's been hard. I just like to point out we're about 10 minutes into this uh, and you've yeah. told me about your life and you've told me about X Men comics and you haven't asked me how I'm doing yet. So.
0: Well, that's what we're doing now.
1: Guess he's really, uh, really been going through it. <laughs> you know... Uh,
0: Herb's one of those friends who doesn't like to let you ask him how he's doing. He just he just likes to insert himself. What, what oh, is I'm, the acceptable
1: I'm, amount of time to wait? I don't know. Hmm. Hmm. Ten minutes, I get. Apparently, ten minutes. <laughs> uh, you know... Uh, I asked you how you were doing it before we started
0: recording, you jerk. That's a lie. That didn't, didn't happen. Actually uh, that did happen. <laughs> that's the first thing I said to you was how you do
1: it. Sure, gaslighting me too now. Oh my god! You should be back. This, in this is the country. content people
0: miss: <laughs> you and me bickering.
1: Uh, so you <laughs> know, I'm mom, we're just we're just acting. You know, yeah, it's it's all an act. Wink. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, now that Disney uh, has Fox and thus the uh-huh. film rights to the X Men, yeah, uh, they're yeah. going to start integrating the X Men into the Marvel universe. Uh, yes, I've heard this. Yeah. And they're going to start doing it, I guess, in the way that they, like, did Spider-Man and Black Panther, where they'll... Oh, as a guest? Yeah, they will be, like, small parts in other movies, and then they'll start integrating them into their own film. That's exciting. And uh, I'm actually very excited for one in particular, because... Which one's that? One of my favorite characters uh, from the comic was always Rogue, who they... Oh, yeah, ...really kind of messed up. Well, they didn't mess up in the films, but it's just, it was too complicated of a backstory to just put her in a movie um oh oh shit but she got her sorry for the swear she matter. got her powers from carol danvers from carol danvers so apparently the villain in captain marvel 2 is going to be is rogue. rogue Whoa! and we're gonna get her whole because she started out as a villain in the comics as well so we'll get very the whole redemptive briefly, arc yeah, thing. i've yeah.
0: actually just got past that arc really recently oh wow well. um yeah, it's it's not as tightly plotted as I remember it being. But yeah, uh that's cool. Rogue Rogue showing up and I guess Mystique also maybe makes an appearance cuz they're, they're kind of tied to each other. Yeah, we'll see.
1: I mean, uh they're I mean, they're they not, do their own thing. Uh, I really, you know, there's so much stuff I miss. <laughs> but god, this is the first summer in a long time uh well, the summer I know. is now long past. Um that we, It still feels like it. It feels like it just happened, yeah, uh, that we couldn't yeah. see any new Marvel movies in the theater.
0: Finally, or finally, like, finally
1: got a new superhero movie on Christmas, uh, Wonder Woman 1984. <laughs> and, which people uh, do
0: not seem to like very much at all.
1: Have did, you watched it? You,
0: no, I haven't even watched the first Wonder Woman. The first one I is I fine. I don't watch the DC movies.
1: Yeah. Yeah, the DC universe is a mess. Uh, I do generally watch those films um, just because yeah. I really like superhero movies. And it's yeah. it's kind of fun to have like something running alongside the the MCU stuff that, that serves as an example of just how how easy it is to kind of screw up <laughs> yeah. this stuff. Yeah. yeah. But uh, did yeah. you did you are you excited for WandaVision just coming like very very soon? You know, I have a friend who's sort of my Marvel sage. He mm-hmm. was the person who told me about Rogue and Captain Marvel, and he mm-hmm. got me because I I was kind of nervous about the next phase of Marvel stuff, because it kind of seemed like they were meandering and leaning on a lot of really obscure characters, as far Mm -hmm. as the stuff that they announced. But then he kind of started explaining some of it to me, and I thought, okay, I'm excited. Um, And he says... He seems very excited for WandaVision, and he's familiar with a lot of the stuff that it's based on. Yeah, it's House of M stuff, no? Yes, yes. Um, Which, for our listeners... (laughs) The Scarlet Witch is an extremely powerful mutant uh who uh lost her sanity and as she lost her sanity she became more powerful and started altering reality uh essentially and that's kind of what uh I don't know we'll see we'll see how the show is it seems really really high concept like I love the Marvel stuff, and I don't mind stuff that's far out um but what Marvel does really well is it makes everything extremely uh digestible yeah um. I don't like uh, I don't like my comic media stuff to be like super convoluted. So I, I don't know. I hope it's fun. Um I hope it moves. Uh I'm it's good. Go ahead. I would just say that of all the Marvel shows that are coming out, it's the one that I'm the most skeptical for. Like I think what Yeah if, it's
0: fascinating they're doing it first. Yeah.
1: What if is such an easy sell? That's really fun. Totally. The Loki show yeah. looks really cool. Um, yep, yep. yep, yep. I mean, Captain America: Winter Soldier not my favorite characters, but or sorry, Falcon and Winter Soldier. I'm sure that'll be a fun show. Yeah, WandaVision is like seems very high concept, so we'll see how it goes. I,
0: I think it's really cool that they're doing this. Like it's it's a it's a cool like nothing like this has ever been tried before, really. Now to start weaving it because the 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 TV shows that they've done to this point, um, it's so obviously. Like not relevant. You know what I mean? Like so Like the Shield, Agents of Shield. It's like, yeah, we're gonna tell stories around all these stories, but we're never, we're never gonna show up in anything in any way that matters. Or like the Netflix series, it's like we're gonna be the heroes that don't go do crazy cool things. And you, you have to gonna... do
1: that, though. You know, it's kind of like the Star Wars things. You have to have it so that the films can kind of stand on their own, or at least that's always. Well, apparently, historically but apparently that's not what they're gonna do. Apparently,
0: like apparently, the WandaVision series directly ties into. The next Doctor Strange movie. Now, I don't know what directly ties into means, right? But, it like, are they going to assume that I've seen that? That seems unlikely, but it's a very interesting play, and like, you know, as has been said often, we're currently in a golden age of television, and you can tell that because these stars who are in these massive, you know, multi-billion dollar blockbusters are now going to be on TV. Like, the fact that they got Tom Hiddleston, or Elizabeth Olsen, or all these people to be on TV shows, is
1: pretty uncharted territory. It's a, uh, it's pretty wild. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. There was an interview with John Boyega from uh, the the new Star Wars trilogy. From the new Star Wars trilogy. So I'm doing an interview promoting the. Uh, the most recent film which if you're curious for our thoughts on you can listen to our most recent episode <laughs> from six months ago
0: where we just just
1: trash the hell yeah, out i of think them. we were uh in agreement that it was probably the worst uh you know triple a big budget blockbuster oh, film we'd seen yeah, yeah uh yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh is promoting the film and he he clearly kind of, you know, some of the some people when they uh become associated with these, those franchises, they seem to grow pretty weary of it and I think he was one of those mm. people. Um mm. and uh they asked about the future of his character Finn and if he was going to do anything else and he looked at the uh uh interviewer and he said, "They ain't Disney plus and me." <laughs>
0: <laughs> I st- I watched the first episode and a half of The Mandalorian. Uh-huh. And I would watch more. I haven't. I haven't, but I would. I mean, I thought it was about as good as it could be. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I'm not a Star Wars super fan, but and I there were moments where I was like, really, but it was fun. I liked it. it I um I watched fun.
1: the first few episodes of the first season and thought, yeah, this is fine, but I don't think it's for me. The
0: uh yeah
1: the I main don't know. character uh having like. Very little personality. I know it's kind of uh, supposed to have a Western feel, and it's like yeah. the Clint Eastwood, uh, talk yeah. low, talk slow, don't say much. Um, yeah. But I just thought it was a little bit too far in that direction. I, I just had – I thought the baby Yoda thing was like so manipulatively cute it didn't affect me the way it was intended to, and then I just thought yeah, the so, other main character had absolutely no charisma. But – uh, as the new season was airing, I had all these friends texting me on a weekly basis. Yeah. Oh, have you yeah. seen? Have you seen the new Mandalorian? Have you seen the new Mandalorian? So I, I've yeah. decided because I have absolutely nothing going on, I, I would check <laughs> it out, and uh, I found myself enjoying it. Um, I think, especially in the second season, they did a really good job. It's funny. I, I have friends who are like super Star Wars nerds who've watched every show and read comics and books mm. and know every obscure character, and they mm-hmm. felt like they had been. Uh, targeted as an audience for, for you know, being entertained. And then I know people who don't even really know anything about Star Wars that watched that show just because it was the Zeitgeist show and loved it and were entertained. And, uh, yeah, I think I think that's kind of what Disney's been really good at with these. Well, I mean, not with the Star Wars films, but with the Marvel stuff <laughs> and now with The Mandalorian. Like, they, they're really good well, at, like, hedging their audience.
0: I feel like I was targeted because in the first episode of The Mandalorian, uh from three years ago, so I'm sorry if this is a spoiler to anyone. They the 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 titular Mandalorian goes to see some nefarious types to uh to get uh his next bounty mission and playing the nefarious leader of the nefarious guys is Werner Herzog. Yep, that's right. Which made me so happy. Werner Herzog, oh, Herzog is like the s- client so yeah, so weird. Like so weird that Werner Herzog is doing that and yet so lovely. And you know, I mean, I presumably there's Bavarians in space, I guess.
1: I don't uh I don't Do you know, know Do you know what happens at the end of the second season? No, I don't know anything. Oh, don't tell man. me anything. Yeah. Oh boy. So, that's when I finally so, that's when I finally yeah. decided to watch it, wh- when I got about 20 texts the next day asking me if I'd seen it yet. I said, oh, I guess I could have checked this I'll, out. Yeah, I'll probably, I mean, I'll probably go back to it. I, I Yeah, I enjoyed
0: it, and I, you know, I don't, I'm not particularly motivated by, like, you know, watching the show that people are watching, uh, but uh, I just, I like kind of that Western style, and I'm, you know, bounty hunters could be cool or whatever. I think that I'm, I, so I'm only, like, halfway through the second episode, so the, the, you know, baby Yoda shows up at the first at the end of the first episode, and I'm just like, Ugh. I mean, the thing is no matter how much I, I don't I don't know anything about the direction of the show, but like there was literally zero way to not be inundated with baby
1: Yoda three years ago sure. when that show came out or sure. whatever it
0: was, and so I, I knew all about that, and I'm just like, Ugh.
1: my my but, advice to you in respect to Baby Yoda is just just try to just let go and enjoy it, uh yeah, 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 yeah. that's fine.
0: I'm not. I'm not bothered by it. It's. It's. I, like. I said. I think parts of the show are are a little too cute. It has a Firefly vibe, which is a show I liked. Uh, but that show also is too cute sometimes. You know, like it's a certain
1: style of sort of. Who was that one actress that... in uh, Firefly? She was too cute. Marina oh. Bakkarin. Yes, she is. Yeah. Um, but still. speaking of uh, premier streaming media during the pandemic, did you watch the new Pixar film?
0: No, not yet. Oh. Soul. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Highly recommended. Uh, yeah, I've heard. I've heard it's great. I've heard it's like Inside Out level good,
1: which is pretty um, high praise. Yeah, and no, I haven't. I think uh, I think it's similar to Inside Out. It's funny. I've hmm. heard a lot of people now reference Inside Out as like one of the uh, best Pixar films. I I thought it was oh, I good, love that movie. but for me, it was oh, like no, second I love tier. Out. No, no, it's no, no. no Toy Absolutely. Story three. I'll tell you that. Well, I haven't seen Toy Story three, so. Uh,
0: but I love Inside Out. Yeah, no, I haven't been. Um, I've had very very little time to do that sort of thing because um you know I'm for fatherhood reasons.
1: Yeah, it sounds like that missed grocery order has really taking up a lot of
0: your time. No. <laughs> it's just the schedule around here like I don't I haven't been, you know, I have I just don't have a lot of movie watching time. Sure. So sure. um I I haven't really seen much of anything. I in the last couple days I randomly I was like kind of had a cold so I got to watch a couple of movies I watched uh have you ever seen a 90s like indie gen X-y film called the day trippers no i've heard of that but i never watched that one was it good i really liked it i mean i'm kind of you know that sort of j- entire genre like sort of indie comedies of the with parker posey in it is i'm definitely like catnip for me but like i never saw it before and i really enjoyed it i mean you know it's not like an you know the best movie ever but i really enjoyed it i really liked i like that era of sort of like those kind of movies uh, I i'll, really I'll check
1: yet. it out i i love 90s art house cinema um yeah and especially you know now that that stuff is like uh 25 years old um yeah it uh it really you know uh it's really fun to watch i i recently well, they, for the first time watched trees lounge the one that steve buscemi directed have you ever seen that one no it's really good it's really really good yeah. and it's good to know yeah the the cast for
0: days day Trippers is good too it's like a Parker Posey, like I said, but then it's Liev Schreiber, love him, and yeah, and uh, Hope Davis. I don't know if you remember who that is, but she's great. What else is she in? She's in a bunch of. I know her mostly from like TV roles, like the newsroom she was in. But she's uh, she. Let's see, she was in American Splendor. She played uh, Harvey Pekar's wife in American Splendor. Okay, yeah, I know that's another great so, movie by the way. Um, yeah, okay. it's an incredible movie. And then also it's it's Anna and Mira, uh, Jerry Stiller's wife. Oh uh, wow. Ben Stiller's mom. Yeah, it's, it's R.I.P. Really Jerry good, Stiller. Indeed, it's just a really good cast. It's like a, uh, and then it's uh, Stanley
1: Tucci, like him. Okay, you know. okay, I'm sold. Yeah, enough. That's a good I'm one. sold. <laughs> Dude, uh, speaking of uh, dearly departed, did you see Michael Apted passed away? Really? Yeah. I did not.
0: I did not see that.
1: Yeah, sad. Uh, really, really good director. Um, I mean. He wasn't young, but uh, but uh, he did some pretty cool
0: stuff. I mean, we kind of always knew there wasn't. I've never actually seen any of the ups, but we we knew there wasn't going to probably be another one, right? Like, well, the last one came out a year ago, and yeah, it seemed it seemed like it was probably not. I mean, he want he, you know he was hopeful.
1: Do you think? Do you think someone takes the reins, like some young filmmaker with a little bit of clout can can get that made? I mean, it. it I almost feel I don't like know. it's inevitable, right?
0: He did. He didn't. Re- he didn't direct the first one.
1: That's right. He didn't. He was. He was pretty so, young when the first one came out. He yeah, was like so thirteen. I, I, I think it's possible, uh,
0: but yeah, I don't know. I, I think it'd be really cool. I mean, I don't know how many of the participants are even still alive. They're all like in their sixties. Yeah, the last or, one was sixty-three up. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a really cool. I really, I've been wanting to watch them. I, I just haven't. There are many things I,
1: I I haven't seen the last two, I don't think, or three now mm-hmm. that there's a, a 63 up, but they're really, mm-hmm. really good. I actually um, – I think I'm going to, like, rewatch that stuff because it's it's kind of incredible. Uh, it's, like, sort of beautiful and sort of bleak at the same time. Um, yeah, that's kind of what I was guessing, and I'm not really in the mood for bleak at the moment. But Well, I, just bleak I because – be bleak is the wrong word. You just kind of, like – you just sort of realized, like, how – how quick and fleeting life is when you
0: that's what i'm talking about yeah Yeah, i don't want that toy story 2 effect right now i'm good i'm just taking a break from i uh...
1: hate you for saying that
0: (laughs) (laughs) i don't like the end of winnie the pooh either sometimes you know i just it i have to be in the right mood for those kinds of things you know what i mean sure 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 Like i just i just the world the real world is uh bleak enough at the moment so now that we're 30 minutes in how are you doing
1: it's been rough man ups and downs ups and downs
0: what is it, Strikes and Gutters?
1: Strikes and Gutters, uh, yeah. Slings and Arrows. I don't think that's actually... Slings That's, and actually, that's that not one of them. Uh, <laughs> Those are both bad. So. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think, yeah. you know, I think we all have stuff that we're dealing with. Uh, I sure. think some people are better at coping <laughs> than others. Um, uh, yeah, yeah I, I don't know. I just remind myself to be grateful for what i have and also remind myself that like we're probably more than halfway through this um i was thinking about this earlier today like so the average person lives to like their 80s right i think that's true yeah so you basically have let's say cuz it probably wouldn't happen in your youth so let's say you let's say there's like a 50 year spectrum where you're likely to experience the worst year of your life right Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have basically a two percent chance in your adult life, let's say that any given year is going to be the worst year of your life. Yeah, but that's probably got completely skewed with 2020, right? It's it
0: it, it is not everyone's worst year, but it is most people. It's right? a lot
1: a lot of people more yeah. than two percent experience the worst year of your, their life in 2020. Yeah, and probably a decently skewed or more amount of people will say the same thing in 2021 because, like, we're still kind of in the middle of all of it right now.
0: Um, yeah. yeah, new boss, same as the old boss. Exactly. So... it's it. Yeah, I mean, I saw the other day when the, you know, nonsense was going on, uh, I, I saw someone was like, it's fine. It's December 37th, 2020. It's totally fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought that was clever. Uh, yeah, I don't... You know what? So someone that I know... Uh, made a t- – t- this just like the insanity of the current world. Someone I know made a a fake uh, press release from the Olive Garden. That's a
1: I, – I saw this. That's someone you know?
0: That's someone I know. Huh. And, and that ended up on Sean Hannity's show on Fox News. Like he did multiple segments proving that he had not – angrily arguing that he had not lost his lifetime pasta pass.
1: Yeah. I Which I saw an is... article about this today and I, I watched the Sean Hannity clip and it was so funny. Cause, uh it's just
0: completely surreal.
1: I went to the uh I went to the Stonestown Mall in San Francisco mm. for the first time oh, yeah. uh, a few months ago. I've been to that and, olive garden many times. Well, so I'd never in my life been to an Arden Olive Garden. What
0: what hospitaliano,
1: my dude? It's delicious. Uh so I I'd mean, never been to essence. one before and uh I love Italian food. It's Perhaps my yeah. favorite cuisine. Uh, that or don't know if, that or sushi, but I think I don't I'd know probably. If the Olive go- Garden is. What's up?
0: I don't know if the Olive Garden is like a great example of quality Italian food, but it is, you know.
1: So anyway, I'm at the Stone Sound Mall, and I'm. Yeah. A little hungry, and I think maybe I'll yeah. get some lunch here. And uh, yeah. I was at the AT T store, and I said, "Hey, uh, where should I get lunch?" And he's like, "Oh, there's all these great." places in the uh, food court there's like a Filipino sure. Mexican fusion place that my friend yeah. runs it's so good I'm like yeah sure. yeah. yeah. What, what about Olive Garden he's like uh, <laughs> I wouldn't go to that <laughs> so, but you did so I did it was uh, it was right after they reopened Dine-In which lasted about 2 months before they realized okay. like oh you went and ate inside at the olive garden during the pandemic okay whatever there was I'm no one there but also okay. it was like you know Continue. they had they had the whole thing set up like it was you know listen you live your life however you want my dude but i'm glad i you're did okay. i did and i yeah it was fine there was no one within 30 feet of me this place was empty um wonderful uh anyway uh, olive garden is disgusting
0: <laughs> i no listen it, it is not
1: listen. cheap it is expensive. No. So even though it's yes. like fast food Italian, you're not really saving any money and boy, L- oh boy, listen. it is garbage. It is listen disgusting.
0: The Olive Garden is about two things and two things only. Breadsticks, okay? Breadsticks and salad. The breadsticks were really good. The, I
1: actually breadsticks, thought the breadsticks are were delicious. Really
0: good. Yeah. I love the salad. They give you as many uh pepperoncinis as you want and their food is complete trash.
1: But the the Italian I got a pasta with Italian sausage, and the Italian sausage was like literally worse than like a sling gym. The quality of the meat. It was disgusting. But
0: periodically they have a a unlimited bowl thing. Uh Uh-huh. Where like you can just keep getting bowls of pasta and they'll do like half this, half that. There's also the taste of Italy, which is just a bunch of gross things on a plate. It's all terrible. Listen, the Olive Garden is terrible, but breadsticks and salad and so someone I know was literally
1: on Fox News. It's just too weird. Yeah, the it's clip too is too really weird. funny, though, because uh, Sean Hannity is, like, talking about how much he loves Very Olive Garden. Angry. It's like a commercial for Olive Garden. And it's, I'm just it watching like it. It's like a commercial for Olive Garden, you're right. And he's, you know, he's just like, I guess we're swearing now, so whatever. He's just like this rich asshole. And he's... <laughs> He's talking about how much he loves Olive Garden and it's like there's no way that you eat at Olive Garden. There's just no way.
0: I think there's definitely a way. I mean this is like that Donald Trump likes to put ketchup on his on his overdone steaks thing, right? Or like thinks like I believe that Donald Trump actually thinks that the taco uh bowl at Mar-a-Lago is the best Mexican food.
1: First of all, that was at Trump Tower. That was not at oh, Mar-a-Lago. I'm sorry. I, don't, uh, I don't mean to impugn
0: Mar-a-Lago's Mexican food.
1: Uh <laughs> I think I I I think to a degree you're right, but like with Trump, it's like exceptional. That guy has this like weird has weird like food pathologies. But what about Sean Hannity? Makes
0: you think he has good taste in anything?
1: I just think like rich people are are drawn to spending their money a certain way, and they don't mm. like going to fast food places when they can get more expensive things. i I mean
0: yeah i don't know i I mean i feel like if you were to if you were to meet i've always felt like if you could meet all the fox news personalities in some sort of setting where their guard was down and they were the person that they are when they're not on tv a lot of them would be like like super normal seeming like people who are clearly broken in some way where they will do this for a living like you know because very few of those people believe anything they're saying it's yes. just how they make their money, yeah, but I think that some of them would would be some of them are probably actually closetly extremely liberal, you know some of them are neutral and just like broken in some way, and some of them I think are just as weird off camera as they are on camera. I don't think they're all one thing, and I don 't know if Sean Hannity loves Olive Garden, I mean, I also went through a long period of my life where I love Olive Garden. on the other hand, I did not have any money during that time period
1: so I would bet uh, I know. would bet a thousand dollars. Did you have $1,000? Not to be rude. Jesus. Times are hard is all I'm saying. I just got my $600 stimulus. Um, you
0: shouldn't be betting money is all I'm saying right now. It's t- times are hard.
1: Hey, man. I won $100 cash uh, not too long ago on a bet. Well, that's
0: awesome. Did you actually get the $600 stimulus?
1: I did, yeah. Oh, wow. It is such a paltry amount of money. I didn't even notice it was in my account until I uh, called to put a stop payment on a check that my landlord yeah. lost.
0: It's a rude amount of money, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, not that it doesn't. I mean, every dollar helps everyone, I guess, but like, it is a rude amount of money.
1: Yeah, it's like, yeah. I mean, this is another thing that we don't really need to get into because this has been no. a subject of endless discussion, but it's like, what are you doing? Like, well, can I tell you one thing that will infuriate you? Sure. Okay. If it's want... how much people in Germany get, like,
0: I don't want to hear it. No, no. It, well, it is, but not. Just let me do it real quick. It's not, it's not individuals. It's, The way that they've handled the restaurant industry in Germany, Mm -hmm. because my my uncle runs a restaurant and the way that they decided to handle that was that they basically for the last however many months, uh, they basically just give give all the restaurant owners 75 percent of their receipts from this time last year. That's amazing.
1: That's amazing.
0: Like and they can still do takeout, you know, so
1: they're, you know, that does suck for people that had failing restaurants, though.
0: If your restaurant was failing, your restaurant was failing.
1: True. But it's, so what, what relief do those people get?
0: They probably close their restaurant. I don't know. <laughs> I don't mm. know. But like, mm. you know, it, it just means that if, if the goal – or they do the same thing as the people whose restaurants were succeeding. They just managed to get by. Like, you know what I mean? The goal here isn't – I don't think the goal should be to, to come up in this time period. But I think the goal should be to be able to keep moving forward. And I think doing that, that's why it's 75%, right? It's like you could get by with that amount of money. Yeah. Like, and I just think that that's a fundamentally different approach than obviously we're seeing in the United States. That, it's, that is it's very just uh, compassionate, compassionate
1: and yeah. big picture thinking.
0: Yeah. And again, I'm not saying that to rub it in. I, I just think it's, I don't know, it's just sad to me.
1: <sighs> you know, um, let's, one day we will be looking back on this. Yeah. You. Me. Mm-hmm. Sitting at a basketball game, throwing back a oh, couple of lovely. frosty ones, a couple of cold ones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> basketball. Do we
0: have a favorite arena. Is it Sacramento? Is that our favorite? Oh, arena? yeah. Right? Yeah. That I mean, what's amazing.
1: what is your second favorite arena?
0: Uh, if, whatever the hell they call it, where the place where the Indiana Pacers play now.
1: Oh, it's the isn't it like the Bankers Life Bank Field Life House?
0: Field House. Yeah. When yeah. I went there, it was the Conseco Field House, but it was that place is great. Okay. I haven't been to. I'm really excited. So I don't know if you've seen these. Okay, if we want to talk about basketball, first of all, I don't know if you've seen these stories suddenly everywhere of the uh, potential for expansion, which is um, filling my sad life with just a small bit of hope. It seems
1: inevitable, right? It seems. It seems it like there's really does. a lot of momentum.
0: The mayor of Seattle was like, "I'm pretty. I'm feeling pretty good about this." And I'm like, "Okay, like let's do this." Like it, Seattle and Las Vegas, it makes a ton of sense. I, I am, you know, the building is there. That was the. That was the only problem in Seattle ever, right? The corporate money in Seattle. The is only problem so much that Seattle has
1: ever had, not having a basketball arena. <laughs> Sorry, please for, continue.
0: For getting a basketball team, that's the only <laughs> problem they ever
1: had. Well, that and the Howard Schultz was a deadbeat.
0: But like, you know, I I'm just like so excited for the potential of the of the Sonics coming back. But yeah, so I haven't been to that arena because it hasn't opened yet, and I've actually never been to the Moda Center in Portland. I would love to go. But yeah. I've been to quite a number of other arenas, and I – Sacramento's is really, really, like – And also, I think there's, like, a disbelief factor because it's the Sacramento Kings it's
1: beautiful. It's beautiful. it's beautiful. it's beautiful. For all our Bay Area friends that like basketball, which Go is – Go to Sacramento. 20% of the people that listen to this podcast of the four. Yeah. <laughs> See yeah. the map. Um, <laughs> uh, Wait, have you the, been to Chase Center? Chase Center? Like, I haven't been to the Chase Center. You've been there, right? What's the Chase Center? The way where the Warriors play now? Yeah. Yeah, I have. Yeah. I've been there like three or four times, actually. Sacramento's better, you think? Oh, significantly. Wow. The Chase Center is fine. Yeah. Uh, Even even if we're taking out location where mm. the Sacramento one is really easy to get to. You park and you just walk right to the arena. The yeah. Chase Center is like, it's like going to Mordor, man. It's a... <laughs> It <laughs> is a nightmare to get there. Um well, it's going to get better once that subway line opens up, right? <sighs> Hopefully. Um, In 2045. Yeah. But those subway lines that get out of arenas. Like, if you've ever gotten out of a Giants game and tried to take the subway, it's... Oh, yes.
0: Yeah, I've done it many times. Like, like you wait is, for hours. It. It's awful. But there are um, a lot more people at a Giants game.
1: Than a Warriors game?
0: Yeah. The Giants have, like, 45,000 people. No. Yes.
1: Yeah, maybe during, like, a playoff game. But I've gone to no. Giants. All right. Uh, we're, we're getting off topic here. Um, <laughs> uh, the energy
0: on this podcast is,
1: <laughs> I mean, we haven't done one in half a year and, uh, and we're both in clearly we, not in the best place. We're both experiencing, uh, just like everyone who's listening, a collective global trauma, which and I want take...
0: you all to know out there also that Herb and I have almost not even talked in a long, long time. It's, it's tough because of the time difference.
1: Yeah, I not mean, not there's what a ten hour yeah. difference between us. Yeah,
0: nine. And nine. It's, it's not for it's not for any reason. We still love each other. We just haven't talked that much. And Strong-like. so there's a there's a, there's, a, <laughs> there's a settling back in. You know, it's like it's like finding your finding your rhythm again. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: Have you watched a lot of basketball? Let me just finish my thought. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm very sorry sacramento's arena is way better <laughs> <laughs> uh i it's just beautiful
0: you walk in
1: and you just it's so beautiful you walk That's into the chase center and you're like well oh, this is just like a clean basketball arena cool you walk into the sacramento arena and you think oh my god
0: like, no it's it's, it's this brilliant. is brilliant i can't believe that hasn't been done before
1: yeah it's it is gorgeous i really i even if you don't like basketball go see a game there it is gorgeous um yeah it's wonderful. Uh, I think when things are normal again, um, mm-hmm. I do want to like you know. I, I took a trip by myself to Salt Lake City to watch some basketball there, and I just had such a great time. A yeah. seeing the basketball and also B experiencing Salt Lake City, which is yeah. not something that you think of as like a, oh I need to go to Salt Lake City and hang out. No, but I had a great I, time meeting I, people, I walking around. I want to I want to start like doing that when I when I. T- Take vacation. Just pick a random city that has an NBA team and, and just go see a game and, and just walk around the city for a few days. I think that's, I mean, that's I feel something I want to I need to do. eventually go to every arena. What's that?
0: I feel like we need to eventually go to every arena. Right? Why not? Yeah. No, we um, definitely do.
1: It'll take me yeah. 30 years, but why not? Um, well, I'd take us, Herb. Us. Oh, sorry. i take us 30 years. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, but uh, have I been watching basketball? Uh, I've pretty much... I've seen every Celtics game, and then mm-hmm. I've kind of checked in here and there. Um, you know, it's funny if we had done this podcast a week ago, uh, I mm-hmm. think the the tone of the basketball conversation would be a little different because it's everything was kind of fun and seemed kind of normal. But uh, now we're starting to see uh, logistically, the fact that this season is a nightmare. Yeah, yeah, logistically how the COVID stuff is impacting things, um, and. The nature of basketball uh, makes it a lot more vulnerable to uh, uh, players being out for extended periods of time. It's not, yeah. it's not like baseball where they have like six guys at every position. Right. And swapping out the best player at a certain position for the worst player at a certain position actually swings your statistical chance of winning like 10%. Um, I, I mean, I don't think that the title this year should
0: really... It's not that it doesn't count because all titles count, but it shouldn't be an indication of anything. Almost, do you know what I mean? Like, it, yeah, the, the, I mean people like,
1: people arguing for a bubble around the or sorry, an asterisk around the bubble title, like that's that's nothing. Like this year, disagree. Yeah. yeah, this year. Yeah. I mean the Celtics, they're like they're literally uh, rolling out eight players tonight,
0: and yeah, and yeah. no Jalen Brown, no Jason Tatum, no Grant Williams. No, no, Robert, uh, Williams. Robert Williams. Their only
1: center available is Taco Fall.
0: No, <laughs> Tristan Thompson. Yeah, it's Marcus Smart, Jeff Teague, Peyton Pritchard, oh, Carson. Oh, I think Edwards. Jeff Teague is
1: out. Oh,
0: really? Yeah. <laughs> Daniel Tyson, Taco Fall. Like it's just. Tice I mean, is out too.
1: What? I think. Maybe no, maybe Tyson isn't out. It's it's I'm, ridiculous. I'm just reading though. this this article, but yeah,
0: it's 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 just. I mean, it's it's nonsensical. I actually have watched almost no basketball because all of the games are on at like four o'clock in the morning here. Mm-hmm. So. Um, and the NBA app is like being really weird about, I mean, you know, letting me watch games, but like, uh, I've been, you know, obviously following along, but it's, is that like, because of your even...
1: location? Cause the app this year is actually substantially improved. It's, it's far in away the best it's ever been.
0: Yeah. I don't know if it's just, I need to get on my VPN or whatever it is, but like, um, it just won't let me watch anything but, uh, recaps. Huh? The website will let me watch the games, but then the website shows the score. I don't know. It's a whole thing. I, I also I just haven't, I haven't found my way into it. I mean, it's it's just it's too hard to not find out the scores. You know what I mean? Because like I I would have to like wake up and then wait until my son is in bed, which is you know like many 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 like twelve hours later. Yeah. Right before I would even have a chance to maybe watch the game, and then it's also like at that point, if the if the Blazers lost, I don't really even want to watch. Mm-hmm. So then it's like, well, can I find out that they won without finding out what the score was, <laughs> you know, uh, or whatever, whatever? So it's, it's just it's just stressful. No, always I, text I, I, me. I, eh, that's not a bad idea. Thanks, Bud. I I need to if I'm gonna be here, you know, if I ever were to move here long term, I would need to figure this out because being an NBA fan, my uncle uh, is a uh, is a huge fan. An NBA fan, so I should just ask him what he does. But um, I yeah, I haven't really watched much, and and maybe that's also just for other reasons. But this season just feels like like you know Zach Lowe has described it as the craziest season in the history of the NBA, and I think that's absolutely true. I don't think the bubble season comes even close. And at the time, we thought, oh, this bubble thing is so crazy, but like the bubble was flawless in the end,
1: right? Yeah, I, mean, I mean, the bubble didn't have any. Uh, no one really missed any substantial time except for like Lou Williams. Um, yeah, and that was his own fault, and that yeah, that didn't really swing the fortunes of that team. They had other issues. Uh, no, the bubble, and it also came. I mean, they played like seventy percent of the regular season, and teams knew who they were, um, yeah. and they just kind of had to get back into rhythm. And then we had like a really fun. Uh, playoffs you know it was a little weird like would the heat have made it to the finals if there was like uh home court maybe not don't know maybe don't they would have you know and i mean we don't have home court this season anyway that's true they're uh, they're run through the playoffs was like really fun, you know. The, the The finals were a bit of a bust last year, but overall, that bubble thing was tight and fun
0: and great. I really enjoyed the Blazers in the bubble; like they were. Her, Damian Lillard was like a supernova. Yeah, it was so fun. And I mean, I want to like the Blazers. I mean, I'm really excited that Carmelo came back. I'm. I'm. I mean, it's a bummer that yet again. Uh, um, oh man,
1: this is when it's Zach Collins. He's Zach Nerkich. Collins is
0: is out injured yet again um which is super bummery yeah right that's about uh, as bummery
1: as it gets <laughs> i don't know if that's true <laughs> but it's like it, maybe because bummery
0: is not really that bad but like yeah it's 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 not great it's I, I feel like at some point with these guys it's like well you're 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 really good but if you can't play it doesn't matter Now he's only 23 but like it's, it's just like how many years is this gonna happen in a row but yeah like, i i I really like was excited. I mean, I, Trailblazers aren't winning the title, but like it was, it was a fun roster, and I was excited to 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 watch it. But yeah, I don't know. This season is just so weird. I'm really happy Ennis Cantor's back. Actually, I really enjoy him. But um, yeah, it's just eh, I don't know. I haven't found my way into it, and it just feels so weird. And it feels weird too that we should even be doing this. Like, I I get I get why it's happening, but it's it's once again a, a bunch of mostly billionaires like complain like you know worrying about lost revenues and i just don't know if that's worth putting this many people's i mean what happens like right someone if one of these athletes gets is happens to be one of the people who are you know unusually sick for their age and health status does that end this experiment do we know
1: that's an interesting hypothetical a scary hypothetical but really scary and i don't want it to happen yeah. i Maybe. i don't know you know i when this all started um uh, i i not unlike yourself am one of the people who takes the pandemic really seriously
0: yeah uh,
1: not out of fear for my own health but because i don't want to be a, a someone who is a carer that ends up getting uh someone who is vulnerable sick that that right. you know that to me is it's pretty cut and dry. Um, yeah, oh yeah. And I think for a lot of people in the midst of this pandemic, they they feel like, well, I'm okay. I'm not going to die. So what's the big deal? You know. And it's horrifying. And when this all started, I I thought, well, eventually this is going to get to a point where people are going to be kind of sobered up into taking this seriously because the severity of it is going to be patently uh, undeniable. And yeah. We are way past that, and, um, yeah, a lot of people still just don't care. My friend, uh, her family uh, lives in Vegas, and she went there for Christmas, and I asked her what it was like, and she said it's like there's not even a, there's not even a pandemic going on. And it's like, yeah. Um, so to go back to your question, like if if, God forbid, if a player – turned out to be extremely vulnerable to it and uh uh something terrible happened as a result of contracting the virus would that shut this all down like i really don't know like i'd like to think so but it seems like nothing is i mean we're losing four thousand people a day in the united states right now it doesn't seem like anything is severe enough to get certain people to take this seriously and certainly not serious enough to get uh rich people people who aren't at risk to prioritize humanity <laughs> over their money
0: well you no, know, i don't think they would ever do that what i wonder is if it would i mean if you look if you think back you know rudy rudy gobert was one of the triggers for anyone to take it seriously at all mm-hmm. right and i wonder if if god forbid that were to happen if the public outcry from the percentage of the population that does take this seriously would be uh loud enough that they'd be
1: like okay this is a this is a disaster. I don't know. I mean, I mean what pre- precedent do we have? You look at the NFL, you look at all the horrible things that happen to players who are in the NFL, and no one really gives a shit. Um, I don't know. Yeah, but the NFL doesn't – I,
0: it, it couldn't be – it's like it would have to be – I'm not going to name any names because that's morbid as hell. But it would have to be someone of a certain stature right yes it couldn't just be like a random bench warmer as depressing as that is but i i just yeah and this is all really morbid and probably best left on uh,
1: no i mean on, you know i i don't explore, you know i don't mind talking about it i think <laughs> i mean we're all living with this shit and and yeah and i think some things the reason why i don't think we should talk about certain things is just because everyone has probably had the conversation a thousand times and they're sick of it mm. um mm. Uh, I have stuff going on in my life right now that I deal with like every day um, that's taken up a lot of my time and energy. And when I talk to friends about it and they start uh, like giving me advice, I just have to say like, look, you have to understand, like I've spent uh, hundreds of hours at this point uh, talking with people who are uh, certified to deal with this kind of stuff who have given me Uh, all the advice they can from every angle i really don't want like your first read of it (laughs) and uh yeah um i think i think that's kind of like my thinking with like us like talking about like hey that stuff at the white house last week was pretty wild (laughs) huh like no one wants to hear that (laughs) nobody wants Um, to i don't want to hear myself say that but as far as like yeah as far as this particular hypothetical it is morbid but i mean these are morbid times and i personally actually think it's kind of an interesting thought exercise like what yeah. would it take for them to actually say you know what we we're just going to stop we're just going mean, to shut this down i mean i don't
0: i don't i mean there is a breaking point with the schedule right like if enough teams have enough players miss enough time it will just become functionally difficult to continue right um, and there are coaches already grumbling, but that's not. I don't know. I mean, it feels like they will, barring something really tragic, it feels like they will muddle through this somehow. And I don't know what the long-term consequences will be because, of course, people are ignoring the fact that a substantial percentage of people. It is true that the mortality rate for this is low, but the long-term consequence rate is actually pretty high. So, like, whether it's no longer I, having, I a sense just of think smell that so taste, many people
1: or, don't realize that. Yeah, I think that. I I think. Facts are so abstract when they're not um, when it's the the actual evidence isn't in front of you and what you're saying is right. But all I thought people, eventually. Go ahead. I, I, yeah, I, I I hope you're right. You know, I hope you, I, I just I, I just thought eventually everyone would know someone. Yeah. You, and, know, you know. Like you know tonight. The the Celtics can play because they have eight players available. <laughs> Which is once, insane. Yeah. Once you drop below that number, you're not allowed to play. So right. then they would have to postpone the game. So we'll see how bad this gets. Because like now there are a number of teams who have experienced this. Like the Rockets have experienced it, the Sixers have experienced it, the Celtics are experiencing it. Um, we're we're going to get to a point because obviously they're they are not able to protect people the way they could in the bubble. Um no. we're going to no. get to a point where they're just going to have to cancel games cuz you cannot play games with seven or less people and that's they have inevitably, already canceled that, at least one. They've canceled at least one already. They canceled the Rockets uh they canceled the Rockets game right. Yeah. Um part yeah so yeah so we're going to get to a point where I think that happens more frequently um and then uh yeah we'll see what happens. It's you know it's weird um, cuz it's not it's not the MLB it's not the NFL like you have to you know yeah it's so crazy yeah like i won't yeah Yeah. no it's it is so crazy
0: it is so crazy it's so weird and i remember like back in you know march april may whenever when like we didn't have any basketball we didn't have any any the sports were all gone and like you know the last dance was the closest thing we had
1: like those crazy times i remember my Uh, my podcast feed every morning like three podcasts like low post simmons uh no dunks all talking about the last episode of the last dance yeah man you guys are (laughs) thirsty
0: (laughs) and i mean you know we we've had
1: there have been a variety of
0: you know events that have been played uh of also events that have been delayed you know in various sports i mean the uh, australian open has been delayed now again the the tennis is in tennis like that that schedule
1: keeps getting pushed back do you know if the olympics Olympics are still on for the summer (laughs) they're still
0: on for now but the one of the top people came out like just the other day and said like yeah we don't we have no idea like japan is is in a bad spot right now and they're just like yeah we don't know if this is going to happen and on top of that like what what the heck is an olympic games where nobody can go there yeah like it's it's just not the, I don't even see the point in that. Like, it, it's, you know, even if the athletes, even if you do like a bubble Olympics, like what, what's the point? Like, that that's not the Olympics. I think that they're going to, but the thing is, if they push it back to 2022, then the then it affects the, the Winter, the winter Olympics. Olympics. Yeah. And now they could go back to, and do what they used to do, which is have the Summer Olympics and Winter Olympics in the same year, which of course used to be the way it worked. But I, I just don't, I mean, my personal opinion right now, and again, nobody cares, is that the, the soonest anything looks even remotely normal again is the end of this year like you know late fall and it's quite possible that it's middle of next year which no one wants to hear I get that but like it that's just there's a lot of people to vaccinate and it's really hard the The yeah. end is in sight but it's not coming quickly and um. so I just don't see how next summer they're going to have a sporting event that attracts people from all over the world especially now that we're seeing all these variants and you know, even if you have people from some countries who are vaccinated and then people from other countries they don't have the like are they' gonna vaccinate every athlete who goes there like i just don't I don't see how they're gonna do it, but you know they have all the money in the world, so maybe maybe they can pull it off I don't know
1: yeah, i mean
0: a depressing place to stop
1: it's definitely a we. <laughs> Like <laughs> at an hour i hope for you the batteries in your phone <laughs> ran out before you got to this point listener um yeah sorry We're, we'll come back and do
0: a better one soon hopefully. wait well oh, first of all probably
1: not <laughs> no wait wait no i'm just kidding we will, we will we will we will We, will. we will. I miss you i miss, I miss you. you too um you know have you ever seen the movie children of men
0: uh no i've heard of it but i've never seen it
1: oh my god um it's this like Extremely bleak science fiction film from it's Alfonso. Film, right? yeah. What's that?
0: It's Alfonso Cuarón, right?
1: Yes, yeah. Who did yeah. Roma and Gravity um, and Harry Potter three? Yes, that's right. He did a Harry Potter movie. Uh, <laughs> My favorite fact about him. Yeah, it's just incredible. It's like really bleak, and it's set mm. it's set in twenty twenty seven, and it came out oh. two thousand six. Um, okay, and uh, the whole world is infertile. No children have been produced for twenty years. Uh, plagues and stuff have uh really uh, uh ravaged society, and it's set in a an in an England that is trying to maintain the status quo uh, in a crumbling world by basically okay. becoming a totalitarian state and it is Great. a <laughs> it was like <laughs> it was like a tough watch when it came out and yeah. Uh, I've actually, I just watched it with my uh, my lovely lady friend, Grace, for, for the second time during the pandemic, and it's just like... Yeah, by the way, shout out to Grace. You are amazing. We love you, Grace. We do. Me a little bit more than our, Um <laughs> I would hope so, but I, <laughs> I also am very fond of you, Grace. You're awesome. Uh, the, uh, oh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Just like, you know how some films are just so prophetic? In different ways. You know, everyone Mm. talks about how Blade Runner, like, wow, they really got the future right. Yeah. Children of Men, it's not going to make you feel great, but if you just want (laughs) to be like really uh, affected by a a powerful, visionary piece of filmmaking that is, you can't believe is 15 years old, check out Children of Men.
0: Okay. Again, probably going to skip it myself for now, but I will put it on the long tail list. I, I'm just like I for my own. There are time periods where I think that uh, you know the way out is through, and like I, I'm a person who likes sad songs to feel better and things like that. But at the moment, I'm finding my my media needs to be really dialed in. Otherwise, it's just it's just like a weight on top of all the other weights. You know what I
1: mean? Well, if you want something fun and distracting, check out Cobra Kai.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That's People loving something. that show, yeah. I'm probably just going to keep reading The X Men because that's okay. what I'm kind of into right now. But, um, and maybe I'll watch The Mandalorian. I don't know. You and I, we need to do, here's what we should do. We should do, uh, should do another movie pod.
1: Oh, that's a great idea. I love that yeah. idea.
0: Yeah. Let's do it. I really, I really like I want, listeners. I just want you all to know, like, I really miss Herb, and, uh, and I'm just looking for ways to, to have a little more vitamin H in my life, you know? <laughs> this is, this, I, I feel the
1: same way. Aww. This has been nice. Yeah. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, I don't even remember. Um, yeah, who gets to pick the movie if we do a movie pod?
0: Let's maybe we'll, we can. You know, I'll, how about you take the first swing at it?
1: I love that idea. Yeah, <laughs> Children of Men. It is no, we're not doing Children of Men. Obviously, the other person gets a veto, but
0: uh, but yeah, yeah. Think about it for a minute. Yeah, I, think, I
1: love the idea. Uh, I really miss yeah. you too, man. Um, yeah. For anyone who slogged through this weirdness, uh, sorry. Uh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> the whole reason we do this podcast is so that we have an excuse to have a conversation, and then we just throw 100%. it on the internet to tell ourselves that we did it for a reason. Um, yeah. Yep. And there's really no reason for you to listen to it. It's just nope. to trick ourselves. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but, uh, but thank you for aiding and abetting our desire to remain yeah. friends. So if you If you did that. listen, thank you for listening. We hope you're yeah. well. Uh, you yeah. we know, we're all going a little crazy, but we're yeah. all in it together. Stay thirsty, my friends.
0: No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can just leave it there. <laughs>